are starting the year off right, are we not? We are. How many of you remember that, right, from just a few years ago? And, and then there's a younger generation who remembers it from CSI, right? We, we've got both of those. So I'm just going to say you're welcome because that's going to be stuck in your head the rest of the day. But it's a good thing. It's a good thing. This morning we're talking about identity, right, and who we are who we are. That song that we sang before that is, I am a child of God, right? And we know that, but we're going to explore that a little bit more this morning, identity. So uh, again, we are in a new year, but we're also in a new decade. Isn't that crazy? A new decade, 2020. I remember, um, gosh, 20 years ago, right? When, when we rolled into the year 2000, and you guys remember that too, and we thought, oh my gosh, are the computers going to crash? You know, what's going to happen as, as we turn into a, a new uh, millennium? And here we are 20 years later, 20 years later. It's just crazy. A new year, a new decade, and new possibilities. As uh, I grow in my walk with Jesus, my, my perspective has changed. Uh, new, new Year's resolutions, they're good. Goals are really good. Uh, but in my quiet time, I ask God for a word, a phrase, an image for me in this new year. What does God have in store for me in this new year? And I believe it's going to be a year of clarity. It's going to be a year of vision. And I believe that God is going to move in mighty and bold ways here at Faith Community. And I believe that we will step out in obedience and step out of our comfort zones. I believe that uh, God will continue to reveal his glory to us, and he's going to enlarge our territory. Uh, this is the first message of the new year and the new decade. And we have to remember, as we start out uh, this new year and this new decade, to remember who we are. And it may sound silly, but the world, it wants to define us, right? We, we've got these titles uh, that we all carry. Some of it may be wife, husband, mother, father, uh, whatever you do as a profession. But, but that's not what I'm talking about this morning. Who we are in Jesus. Uh, we find the writings of John the Apostle in the New Testament, and he wrote uh, one of the Gospels, and then he also penned uh, three epistles, uh, which are also known as letters. And, and John is writing to Christians to reassure them of their faith and to remind them, to remind them of who they are and their identity. And this morning, we're remembering who we are in our identity. Here are these uh, words from uh, 1 John. We're going to be in the third chapter, verses 1 through 3. And I'm reading uh, from the Holman Christian Standard Bible this morning. You'll notice I like to mix things up. Sometimes it's the Passion Translation. Could be the Holman Translation, uh, New International Version, whatever that is. I just want to encourage you, uh, when you're in your study time, mix it up and see how God might be speaking to you through different translations. Here are these words. Look at how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. And we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when he appears, we will be like him because, he, because we will see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. One of the things that John uh, is talking about is false teachers, uh, making them question their identity, who they were and what they believed, right? And that is still true for us today. What do we believe? Who are we? You see, we, we um, live in a world of false teachers. They want to confuse us. They want to confuse us uh, with who we are and what we should believe, what our priorities are. Pete Townsend, uh, he wrote uh, this song. 
uh, that the Who sang, and it was um, after a nearly 11-hour meeting, uh, he said, that he left and he went to a bar in Soho and drowned his frustrations after that 11-hour meeting. And he penned this song, Who Are You? He later said that the song became a prayer from a destitute man looking up to the sky, asking God, Who are you? You see, it's often when we're at the end of our rope that we seek God. Identity has become a big business nowadays in our culture. I want to share a video clip with you. It's from one of my favorite movies called Identity Thief. I don't know if any of you have seen that with uh, Jason Bateman and Melissa McCarthy, but let's have a look. Hello, this is Sandy Patterson. Yes, Mr. Patterson, I'm Janine from the Fraud Protection Department of Identivolt Credit Monitoring Service. We're calling today because, unfortunately, it appears that someone has attempted to steal your identity. Are you kidding me? Gosh, I wish I were. We did catch this in time, however, but I do suggest you taking advantage of our free total protection plan, which safeguards your credit rating against theft and fraud. Yes, please, if it's free, absolutely. Just terrific. I went for this plan myself. Mr. Patterson, I'm going to need to verify some information from you. I'm going to need your full name, date of birth, and social security number, please. Sure, understood. Here it comes. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. Live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. My chain hits my chest when I'm banging on the dashboard. My chain hits my chest when I'm banging on the radio. Get back, get down, pull me closer. So, of course, it's a cute movie, but some of you that have had your identity stolen, it's not a funny matter, is it? Uh, no, it has become, again, identity is such um, a big business that others want to steal our identity. They want to uh, pose as us, empty our bank accounts, create new accounts, and make big purchases, right? And, and some of us have experienced this. Uh, we now have identity theft protection. We have to protect our identity and protect our assets. Um, another uh, big thing with, with identity in our culture today is genealogy. Genealogy is a booming business, and uh, some are hoping to discover their past uh, so they can discover a bit of who they want to be or who that they think that they are. Uh, DNA tests have become popular to discover your heritage. Ancestry, to understand your family tree. And then there's something new that's coming out, uh, health. You can, and you can look back at your health to gain awareness of your family history. We have layers and layers to our identity. Now, I don't discount uh, any of these things, even though I'm not much into the whole ancestry uh, thing, but I don't discount any of these things. But they, but they put weight on our identity from those uh, that have gone before us, those in our past. And, and they are avenues to learn who you are, absolutely, uh, but they don't necessarily tell you who you are. And, and there's one site uh, that claims that when I was doing some research the other day, it says, discover your past and empower your future. You know, where are we gaining our information to know who we are? Uh, the Bible says that our real problem is that every one of us is building our identity on something besides Jesus. A quote uh, by Tim Keller. Know who we are and protect it, Right? We need to know who we are and we need to protect it. Not necessarily to get that identity theft protection, but to know who we are. Uh, protect it physically and spiritually. 
This morning, uh, we're going to remember who we are as we start the new year. And we can't successfully set out to achieve uh, new resolutions or goals without knowing, again, who we are. There's a popular quote uh, that's out right now. It says, never be a prisoner of your past. It was a lesson, not not a life sentence. I'll say that again. Never be a prisoner of your past. It was a lesson, not a life sentence, right? Got that opportunity. Today is a new day. It's a new year, and it is a new decade. You see, to know who we are is to know who God is, to know who God is. Trinitarian theology, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God is our our Heavenly Father, creator of heaven and earth. Jesus is our Savior and our Redeemer. And then the Holy Spirit is our Counselor, three in one. And our our identity is rooted in the Trinity. Here are these uh, words again from, from John uh, 1 John 3, look at how great a love the Father has given us that we should be called God's children. And we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. Dear friends, we are God's children now. And what will be has not yet been revealed. We know that when, it, when he appears, we will be like him because we will see him as he is. Such love. Such love our Heavenly Father has for us that he calls us his own. We are sons and daughters of the Most High. Ancestry.com, all of your questions have been answered, right? Right here, right here. Our likeness is to be like Jesus. First Genesis 1.26, or Genesis 1.26 tells us, Let us make man in our image after our own likeness. You see, the reason the world does not know us is that it didn't know him. There is something special about being among believers of Christ. We share a bond and we share a belief that we are part of a family bigger than we can imagine. And we share this common identity, the same DNA. I uh, have been reading uh, this book called Called to Reign by Leif Hetland. And he says our natural tendency is to do in order to have and to have in order to be. I'm going to say that again. Our natural tendency is to do in order to have and to have in order to be. This is why most people in the world are trying to find their identity and what they do and not what they are. Always falling short. They never get to the place of true identity. They don't know how to be sons and daughters of the Father. God's design is that we are something, so we have everything, and then we can do anything. The world tells us the opposite of uh, what we must do. What we have to do, then figure out who we'll be. You know, you figure that out later down the road. But no, that's not how God designed us to be. It all begins with seeing ourselves as God sees us, thinking and feeling about ourselves the way that he does. Our minds have a hard time grasping this. Sometimes I'll start to have negative thoughts and I'll talk negative to myself or I might be on the the receiving end of some negativity. And I, I remind myself, what is truth? And I would encourage you as you experience that as well, what is truth? Does it mean that, that, the, that our heads are in the sand? It doesn't mean my head is in the sand, but, but what is truth? I love Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern, pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve that God's 
what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. Uh, some of you may be like me. I'm in a season of renewing. Uh, I had a few credit cards that expired, and so now you need to renew those, and they send you a new one in the mail. Uh, we renew our health insurance, right? Getting new health insurance uh, cards in the mail as we start the next year. Uh, license plates, every four years, right? We have to renew our plates. And a lot happens uh, in, those, in those periods of time in between the renewals. And we need to take time uh, to renew our minds as well, to renew our minds, who we are, who God has called us to be, what is truth. It's in the renewal, it's in the renewal that we experience God's divine revelation. Today is Epiphany Sunday. It's the day that the wise men visited Jesus, and we celebrate uh, Jesus' manifest presence to the Magi. In today's terms, we often use the word epiphany as an aha moment, right? I've had an epiphany. I've had this aha moment. You see, being a son and a daughter of the Heavenly Father, it's, a, it's about those aha epiphany moments, kairos moments, a renewing of our mind that leads to, to clarity, of a supernatural vision to feel his presence with us, to see him in the situations of our lives, and to know, to know that it's God. Ephesians 2.10 tells us, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he has prepared in advance for us to do. God has a reminder for you as we start this new year and this new decade. You are his beloved son, and you are his beloved daughter. And you are his masterpiece. And he created each and every one of you. Every one of you. We are saved in Jesus to do good things. So there's a couple of questions that uh, I have for us this morning. One is, who are you? Who are you? Ponder that question uh, as you go throughout today, as you go throughout this week. Who are you? And who who are you, right, and what's your plan? Who do you want to be? And what's your plan to be? What does that say? Look at this. I can't even read it. What is your plan to be who you want to be? See, this, these lights are beautiful, but they get right in the way, right? So who are you, right? So this is a question. I want you to think about this. This is not necessarily, okay, I'm a plumber, I'm an electrician, I'm an executive, I'm a doctor, I'm a nurse. This is not who are you. Who are you in Jesus, right? And then who do you want to be? Who do you want to be? And then what's your plan of, of how you're going to become uh, what God has called you to be? And there's another slide I want to share with you. Uh, it's this collage of a lot of different images uh, up here with uh, names. And I've also got uh, a printout. That's a little bit hard to read, but who I am in Christ. And, and as you look at this, you may say, okay, uh, I, I look at this. I am God's workmanship. This is a scripture that I just read. Okay, I get that. Uh, I am, uh, uh, let's see. What are we trying to go there? I am God's temple, right? I'm God's temple. This is a big one for, for folks uh, that want to maybe lose weight or want to get into shape. It's a reminder that we're God's temple, right? We, God holds, uh, we hold uh, God's Holy Spirit within us, right? So it's important that we take care of our bodies, that we're a temple. Uh, so as you look at this, I'm a minister for God, able to approach God with freedom and confidence, right? He's called us to be his witnesses. So as you look out at this list, you know, what are those things that you say, yeah, that, that, that's me. Oh, but this is an area that I want to work on. I've got a, a couple of sheets of paper. Uh, they're yellow, look like this. I'm going to have them up here on the front row. And I'm going to encourage you, uh, this is a little bit longer list, uh, with remembering who I am. 
And to go ahead and pick one of these up if you want, I'll probably post this a little bit later as well. But to look through this list to say, okay, this is who I am, and this is who I want to be, and how am I going to work on that? Um, one of the things um, that, that I want to work on uh, this year is this idea of uh, bearing fruit, right? Uh, I have been chosen and appointed to bear fruit, John 15, uh, 16. Again, so there's things on here. Okay, God, this is where I am, but where are you calling me to be in this next year? Who are you calling me to be in the next year? In those areas that you're going to work on it. Another one is, is how you're going to set a time, set aside time this year to spend time with God. Next week, we're going to start uh, our new uh, sermon series called Margin and setting aside time uh, for God. What does that look like, right? Because time is limited. Time is limited. And how are you going to create margin in your life to spend with God this year? Here are these words from John 1.12. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Claim your legacy. Claim your legacy. I want to invite us into a, a time of prayer, and it's a different type of prayer um, that we're just going to call upon God. We're going to call upon God in this prayer time. We're going to invite him into this space. We're going to invite him into our hearts, into our minds to speak to us in this moment. Anybody want to hear from God this morning? I want to hear from God this morning. Amen. Let us pray. I want to invite you to close your eyes. Some of you may be familiar with this posture that we're about to... Uh, lean into. So our eyes are closed and our feet are on the floor. We're going to wiggle our toes and our shoes just to remind us that we are on holy ground. So our feet are on the floor. We're wiggling our toes. God, we are on your holy ground. We're in your presence in this moment. I want you to sit your back against the back of the chair to know that God's got you. He's holding you in this moment as you feel that uh, chair back against your back. Your feet are s securely on the floor, on this holy ground that he's got you. And I want you to open up your hands, palms up, to receive what it is that he has for us today. Holy Spirit, we invite you into this time. We invite you into our hearts, into our minds. We set aside anything that's preoccupying us right now, Lord. We just set it to the side. Set it to the side. And we open ourselves up to you this morning. God says to you, you are my beloved, my chosen, my masterpiece. God says in, in, in your minds to share with him, to confess the things that you need to get off your chest as you start this new year. Things that you just need to put behind you, you just need to give it to God and to let go. So God, we give you these things, these burdens that we carry. God, we ask for your forgiveness. God says to you in this moment, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Holy Spirit, move through this place. God, we invite you into our minds to permeate our hearts and our thoughts. And God, in this moment, I pray that, that you would speak to each and every person here, God, as they have centered on you. 
I pray that you would give them a word of encouragement for each and every person here, God, just a word of encouragement, a word to pop into their mind that is from you, a word of encouragement. Holy Spirit, fill our, our thoughts with a word, a phrase, or an image. Oh, we feel your presence in this space. Oh, we feel it. We feel it. We welcome you. We draw close to you in this moment. We come to worship you this day. To praise you. And God, to remember who we are, our identity in you. Father, we thank you for this time, this sweet time, this margin that we have carved out to hear from you. God, I pray for each and every one of us as we enter into this next season that we would have this fine-tuning of our ears in this clarity of vision, God, to hear and see you in our midst. We pray these things in the mighty and the powerful name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen.